Okay, good morning traders. Very, very warm welcome to today's pre-market trade plan live session for Friday the 27th of, of October. Um, and uh, the whole point of this particular session every morning is for us to be as prepared as we can for today's trading opportunities. So we'll do we'll do all of our analysis. We'll, we'll get a bit of a, um, we look at market fundamentals, we look at risk sentiment, and we'll also look at market technicals to see where we're likely to get the best high probability trades. Uh, across these financial markets and then we look to put that into our trade plan and we'll post it into the chat box and we will hopefully be good for the day. Um, you may have noticed over the course of this week um, we've had a bit of everything. We've had a, I suppose, um, periods of kind of bullish expectations. We've had long periods of sideways expectations and yesterday we had further downside expectations and, and they've all kind of reversed. So that's the first observation is sort of what sort of week have we had? Well, we've not made that much progress across most markets. Um, I think it's probably fair. We've had a good important bit of news out over the last couple of days. So we'll share that with you in just a second um, and we'll let you know kind of what what our view is on these markets now. Um, so we'll start, of course, with our risk warning. Just take a brief moment to familiarize yourself with our risk warning currently up on screen. Now, all profitable traders, um, whatever your strategy is or your approach is, you need to consider what market is your strategy focusing on and more importantly, why you trade in those particular markets. Then it's the levels, your trade strategy in terms of entry and exit, um, risk management, trade management. These are all important topics. There's a lot of education built on, on each of these and trend psychology as well, all important features. Now, we address these considerations every day in our live trade rooms. That's the first thing. And we are strong advocates of being consistent in our approach, accurate with the levels we use, disciplined with our capital, and we can be patient when necessary as well. So all important features. So, so Let's get straight into it then. We'll start, of course, with uh, a review of potential market moving news. So, so manufacturing and services on Tuesday not performing particularly well. We have stuttering um, uh, manufacturing sectors and services sectors across Europe and the UK. It's, uh, it's only marginally more positive in the US. It's certainly more positive in the US than it is uh, across Europe and the UK. We've got this um, inflation story, which is, it's actually, if you look at the Australian economy, it's actually pushing higher. Um, we're seeing the same in the US and, and the and the Eurozone as well, just marginally higher inflation. Um, so is this the beginning of a bit of a turnaround for inflation? We'll have to wait and see. Could just be a little bit of a blip. Then we heard from the BOC, so we've got this um, central bank interest rate pause narrative playing out. We've seen it from um, the BOC holding rates of 5%. Uh, we've, we saw it yesterday from the ECB holding rates of 4.5. So a lot of these central bankers seem to think that we are at the levels that need to be considerably restrictive in order to bring inflation down. Even though in the in the ECB and in the eurozone inflation is actually above the current rate of interest, so we've got a very interesting dynamic. And what we're going to be really looking carefully at is to whether these central banks are making a policy error. Um, we were of the same mindset two years ago when they were talking about transitory. We didn't 
looking at the stats, it didn't look or appear that that anything was was transitory, that it was going to be structural inflation, and they uh, they were making a policy error two years ago. Now we could be making the same policy error in terms of suggesting that we're pausing. Um, this is an opportunity to obviously uh, move interest rates to levels which would do get the job done. Um, they're saying we're at those levels now. We will have to wait and see. And there's, I think, a few a few concerns to be acknowledged. Then we heard from Christine Lagarde, and basically her message is, uh, we're going to hold for now, but we're going to be data dependent. So we're not taking rate hikes off the table, but we do think we're at the levels necessary to bring inflation down. So now it's over to inflation. If it comes down, then it looks on the surface as if the job's done. What we're seeing across the Eurozone and, and the US is inflation ticking a little bit higher. Uh, same situation with the Australian economy. So these central bankers saying we're done. Well, let's see. Today we've got core PCE. It looks like we're getting an upside, an uptick in in core PCE. This is personal consumption uh, inflation. So uh, we've been around in the last meeting. It was it took a little bit of a breather. Um, we're broadly around 0.2, 0.3. So we're still dealing with you know structural inflation, and that's that's well one of two major news events. We've got Tokyo Core uh, CPI year on year coming in above expectations. So even with the Japanese economy, they're seeing a very small uptick above expectation um, with. Uh, with core CPI in, in Tokyo as a region. Uh, revised um, consumer sentiment numbers, we're, we're, we're down at significant, sort of broadly speaking, lows. We're expecting 63. We've bounced off the high. We were between 90 and 100 for quite some time. Um, COVID kicked in, we took a leg lower. And then beginning of 2022, we took a leg lower and Certainly 63, which is what's expecting, is, is, is further downside. So we'll see what number we get in, and this impacts the US. So, so where does that leave us with these markets? This is the all-important question. Um, uh, good morning, everybody. Good to have you with us. So what we can do is we can take a little step back. And if I just bring up my pen, um, don't forget these are some of the largest markets in the world. And uh, if I just shift this to, to the daily time frame. Um, excuse me. Uh, daily. Right. Okay. So. What I'm going to do is just put a little circle or, or, or a little square rather just around the the week's trading. And um, we'll, we'll take the DAX as well. Oops, sorry. Um, last one. 
So you can see with, with most of these global markets, you can see um, that we've made some progress today, but we're, we're broadly in, I'd say more of a, a consolidative phase. We're, we're, we're trading around important levels of support and resistance like monthly lows or 200 period moving averages are, um, there is, uh, I think, a, a downward um, direction across the US indices. The problem is most of that downside move is very much um, uh, in a few hours on Wednesday. Apart from that, we've had a bit of upside. We've had some further continuation to the downside, but it's largely unconvincing. And, uh, you know, we've got one strong day of, of directional progress. And then when you look at the market fundamentals, they're, they're not that much clearer. Um, the DAX just been up and down. Oil, we've actually rolled over, but we've run into strong support levels. So we're interested to see if these markets can actually break down below these levels. And at the moment, they don't seem like they're able to. Uh, gold, we're just in a towards the end of last week, we were kind of struggling to break those highs. We're just, we're, it looks like they're inching higher, but really it's not, it's not great quality price action. If we look at the dollar pairs, you can see we've had a, a strong move to the upside on Monday, a, a strong reversal on Tuesday and continuation Wednesday and then a reversal signal yesterday. So really we're, we're, we're kind of bouncing around inside these ranges. Um, and I suppose where we get the most clarity is probably in the US indices, although it's a short lived, um, uh, a relatively short lived move. Most of the consolidation is pretty much up and down. I'll just, I'll just show you on, on the hourly time frame. Um, if we look at the S&P, S&P 500 on the hourly, um, we were in a long period of sideways moving price action towards the end of last week and, and on a Monday. And then we saw this strong move to the downside. We gapped lower, we came back to close the gap, we extended to the downside. And now we're sort of still, broadly speaking, we're, we're, we're in this little, little zone here. Um, a couple of attempts to push higher, a couple of attempts to push lower. But broadly speaking, we're just sitting in a sideways pattern. So not as clear cut or as decisive as we would like and we are um, we we can understand why that's why that's the case. We've got a narrative from central banks, which is like, right? We think we've paused the markets. Probably at this point, don't necessarily. I believe that to a great extent. So, what what do we do with these markets? That that's the key. So let's have a quick look. Um, we Below these important levels, our bias would still be to the downside. We just don't really have great quality uh, opportunities. So downside moves, we would anticipate further downside moves, especially if this um, PCE number comes in 0 0.3, 0 0.4, if it's showing you know aggressive signs of an uptick in PCE, uh, that would suggest further downside for these markets. So I think the, the the bearish trade is is the directional trade. That's the side that we would like to be on. We just need to be careful and wait for the opportunities to to arrive. Um, there's a bit of good fortune for Bitcoin um, mixed in with some 
very, very bad news. There's some big players realizing significant losses across cryptocurrency markets. Um, there is the potential for this uh, ETF in the US, BlackRock ETF on uh, on cryptocurrencies, and, and that was largely supportive of, of markets like Bitcoin. It's, it's adding a degree of legitimacy into an environment which is... Uh, which is plagued with, um, or it it continues without any proper regulation in place, and we know this with uh, FTX. Um, so we'll be going through that process now. And he appeared in court yesterday, um, Sam Bankman-Fried. Uh, so we'll see what kind of comes of that. Um, there's a bit of short selling, but it seems quite resilient. So indices lower, where we are with these energy markets? Well, the developments, we're, we're kind of up and down every day. That's the first observation. And um, today looks like a bit of an update. So will we get some further upside? There's the potential for um, these support levels just below to support prices. So we could have a look at potentially a buy trade to the upside. Um, the thing is, when we look at it on a on a smaller time frame, it's kind of a tough place to to make a decision, our, our bias would be marginally higher, but we've got these strong resistance levels just above. So not 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 huge clarity on that side. So we're up at extended levels with gold. We're just expecting further upside. Um, the strength of the dollar hasn't really impacted it to any great extent. You may be familiar, yesterday we saw, uh, the last couple of days, we've seen prices get above 150. Um, so we had a big spike yesterday. Coming back towards 150, it doesn't look too comfortable up at those levels. The yen looks like it's strengthening a little bit against the pound and, and, and the euro. But really kind of poor quality trades right now, but we will be keeping a close eye on the yen. Okay, so looking at... So we had a bit of a strong move yesterday and we were saying, right, well, it's going to be interesting to see where we sit with this close. Um, and it pulled back pretty much. There's our support line in this market. We were saying, will we get a close, um, excuse me, below, below this level, somewhere in here? Will we get a close? The answer is no. So we pulled right away back into the support level which basically means we're currently selling, but if we start to reverse, you know, this is the direction in which we would, we would like to potentially still trade. We're waiting for the downside flush trade. We've got the monthly lows down here, but if this turns around and starts to push higher, then um, that's what we're, we're going to be looking for. We don't want to take our eyes off the fact that we could get a bit of a turnaround in, in the euro dollar. Quite like the dollar, dollar Swiss to the upside where we're trading between the 100 period and the 200 period and the 50 period moving average. Um, you can see we just rolled back off the highs. So is this a, a proper support level? That's what we look for. Um, dollar CAD. We were able to book in profit on this trade yesterday. If you remember, we took it a couple of days ago uh, off the back of, um, you know, we had a strong dollar. It was a, 
it was actually a hedge trade against our US um, indice trades, which uh, didn't didn't really perform. Just got sort of chopped up in those trades, small size. It was um, uh, the dollar CAD. Um, we were able to book in profits. We had our profit at the one thirty eight forty. We were able to get up to there in the end. We had to be quite patient with it, but we did get there. Um, so we're able to offset a couple of our US embassy losses uh, this week. There were small trades, so nothing of any major importance. The Aussie dollar bouncing back off the lows. Um, we have a downside understanding. Nothing at all in the euro, euro pound. So let's put this trade plan together, guys, and we'll let you off. Um, so our, our summary. Um, so, so broadly mixed market conditions, I think that's fair. We can still, um, I think with the, with the CPI numbers, we can probably still look for US industry weakness and uh, potential for US dollar strength. We can look for those trades, but we do need to bear in mind we do have um, Let's uh, put this in here. So that's just a little caveat, really. Um, if we're if we're talking about kind of summarising uh, these markets, right? Okay. So this is our trade plan. I'm going to post this into the chat box, guys. We've got broadly mixed market conditions, even on the fundamental side of things. There's positives with US uh, corporate earnings. There's negativity uh, in in places as well. Oil prices raise you higher, trouble in the Middle East, geopolitical tensions, um, wherever you want to look. So um, we've got a, a difficult backdrop, but this is uh, this is really what we're focusing our attentions on. So we're looking for some further potential US indice weakness. That's the directional trade. We mustn't take our eyes off that. Yesterday, we looked at a, an impromptu kind of little buy trade. It was a small trade, um, but it was more speculative rather than based in... Um, it was just a good opportunity with a tight stop loss at the time. Um, and then potential dollar strength. And just know that these markets are now awaiting US PCE inflation numbers and consumer sentiment numbers as well. So do expect volatility during the US trading session. Perhaps not a huge amount during the European session, but let's wait and see. We'll, we'll, we're now prepared. Uh, we're probably sitting on the, the risk off 
side of the narrative so far with higher bond yields, they're still up at sort of sticky levels. We had Christine, we had um, um, Janet Yellen uh, yesterday just say that the higher interest yield environment is not a cause for concern or it's not a, a, an, an entrenched risk. Uh, that, that rates will be higher for longer in 10 and 30 years time. It's more to do with a strong economy. So that's a that's a bold claim. Um, okay, we'll see how we get on with that. So look, any questions, guys, please let us know. Post them into the chat box. And thanks very much for joining us. We do trade these markets every day, Monday to Friday from 8 a.m. for the European trading session. And then we're back again, 12.45 for the US uh, trading session. And these are all UK times, by the way, so just be mindful of that. For more information, just go to livetrading.com. We're happy to um, we're happy to uh, discuss with us uh, if you have any questions about trading markets uh, through our website. So on that note, guys, thanks so much for joining us. Um, oh, one more thing just before I let you go. Um, Right, so we've got daylight saving time shift uh, for the Eurozone. So this Sunday will be um, we'll 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 be shifting those we'll be shifting those clocks, and there's normally uh, a week or two of differentiation there, uh, Monday the thirtieth of October. So we'll have a we've got a bank holiday in Europe on the first of November. There's a few bank holidays next week, but we've got we're going to have um, slightly different time frames. A lot of these news events will be an hour earlier. So you're going to get this uh, non-farm payroll, for example, at 12.30 rather than normal time of 1.30. So these time shifts, we're going to have this for, I think, two weeks then, by the looks of it, before we get that time shift in the US. Bank holiday on the 13th. No, it might be for a few more weeks. Okay, it might be a three-week period. Okay, so just wanted to just touch upon those time shift numbers, so just be mindful of that moving forward. Great stuff, guys. On that note, do take care. We'll speak to you soon. Bye for now.